Hey now, say now, it's your lit host Molly and welcome to the Pink Parlay. Today our topic's about why it's okay to ask for help when we need it. How many of us really like to ask for help? I know I never used to. If you guys are anything like me, then we would rather figure it out on our own. We don't like to rely on anyone else. But do you know how much extra stress we put on ourselves having too much damn pride to ask for or receive help? When you have your palms up and you're willing to accept help, you are opening yourself up to unlimited possibilities and potential solutions. We all get overwhelmed, exhausted, and frustrated at times in our lives. Whether your difficulty is emotional, practical, or situational, it's okay to reach out and say, I need help. Asking for help does not mean you failed. It just means that you are reaching out for external resources and insights that can help make life easier. Hell, I don't even think I would be here today if I didn't receive help. And I appreciate every single person who ever helped me when I needed it. I don't come from a supportive family, so in a lot of cases, strangers would help me and not because I asked, but honestly, I think some people just seen how fucked up my life really was and tried to do what they could to help. Today though, I'm not ashamed to ask for help. Shoot, I'll ask y'all for help. i let the help help me. Hello. I remember being independent as early as three years old. At the time, I lived with my mother who slept in very late and wouldn't get up to feed me. I remember being so small, being so hungry and saying, fuck this, I'm eating some breakfast today and I'm gonna figure this out one way or another. I watched my mother do this before, so I figured this would be simple to do. Only thing is, I'm really small, I'm only a three-year-old. Like, the freezer is high as hell, the counter with the toaster is as high as hell, so this was definitely gonna be challenging for a taller of my size. But do you think I let that stop me? No, my mother had these black bar stools I carried that heavy ass bar stool to the uh. freezer, climbed up it, grabbed the box of waffles, climbed back down, carried the bar stool uh. over to the toaster, stuck the waffles in the toaster, pushed the lever down, thought the waffles were stuck. Mind you, I'm too young to fully understand the anatomy of a toaster. But after turning a couple knobs and messing with the lever, out came my very pale but edible waffles. And I sat next to my mama that was in bed like, yeah, ho, I don't need your help. And I did that. And I mean good. Again, I'm not trying to make this show sad. This is just my story and everyone has a story, which I hope y'all stories are better than mine, but I know there are people out there that have been through so much worse than myself. I recently was listening to Steve Harvey's motivational podcast, which I love by the way, shout out to Steve, but he said, it's okay to ask for help. And I had to figure out where the hell did I even think it wasn't okay to ask for help. So I had to backtrack to the beginning of my life, as far back as I could remember. And I remember when I needed the help and couldn't get it. So I've been let down so much from not receiving help when it was expected to, where I got to a point in my life where I never asked at all. I just did it on my own, no matter how challenging it was. Have you ever been so down and out, someone just gave you the help? Now, I don't know why, but I've seen a lot of people get angry when help is offered to them, but I know I've given out helping hands to people that felt they didn't need me. But I'm the type of person, I'm going to always help somebody if I can because I'm grateful for those showers people let me use, allow me in their home so I can sleep on their floor or couch. Grateful for those that provided a meal for me. And if y'all ever help me and y'all listening, thank, thank you for you real. For it maybe wasn't a lot to you, but it means everything to me. 
I remember a time I had went with my two quote unquote friends to my first out of the country trip to the Philippines. Sounds cool, right? I didn't have a whole lot of money, so my male friend, who had plans to fuck me this whole time, but I had a boyfriend right before the trip, I told him I wasn't fucking no. He said cool, okay? Just to be fair, I did give him a heads up. Helped a lot as far as my passport cost and with the flights, so I really didn't need a whole lot of money since everything is inexpensive out there compared to America. This was a two-week trip. Long as hell, if you ask me. But long story short, me and my homie get drunk as fuck at the bar while his pregnant wife in the room being pregnant. At the little resort we were at in Cebu, they literally only had one type of tequila, which looked like some sort of knockoff Jose Cuevo go, but fuck it, it's tequila. So we fucking with it. I don't know what the fuck type of tequila that was, but we was drunk and ignorant too. We get back to the room and he feels the need to discuss my man at the time's questionable queerness. Which, that's a whole nother topic for another show, cause child. So I kindly asked my homie to stop talking about my man, but I'm getting mad as fuck though. And he still keep it going, so I hopped up and took off on him. Then plop. His big 6'2", 300 pound ass tackles me to the cold tile floor and got me restrained. But I'm still talking that shit though. Trying to kick him, you know, when you pin down and all you could do is that little donkey cook thing. It was no pressure at all. So I'm tired myself out at this point. In fact, I think I got up and went straight to bed. We were supposed to go on a little excursion in Cebu the next morning, but when I woke up, they was gone. Come on, I figured man. bitch ass ninjas knew I wanted to go, but they was just being petty. But it got so late in the day, I started to get worried. I asked the owner of the hotel about them. He claimed to not know. I honestly think maybe he was trying to see if the situation would boil over. But after a few days, he finally told me, my friends left me and they're probably not coming back to get me. Mind you, phone service is trash out there, even with Wi-Fi. I had given my two friends my last money so my fat homie and his pregnant bitch can eat McDonald's. So I absolutely had no money. My flight wasn't until another week. And to make matters worse, the Philippines is like an island. And we were island hopping. So I still need to get back to the main island of Manila so I can get back home. I almost lost my fucking mind. I had to call my boyfriend at the time and tell him he had to book this ticket. And he did that, so now that's taken care of. So now it's like, where am I going to stay? Well, when I tell you I have angels watching over me, I truly do. Because the owner of the hotel decided to let me stay in his resort for the rest of my stay until my flight back to L.A. All I needed to do was find someone to send a little money. Because my nigga was a broke nigga and could probably only afford the flight, which was cool. But just explaining why I had to do what I had to do, okay? to the resort for my food. I ended up calling a long lost trick of mine. He sent the resort the money and it was the longest week of my life, but thanks to the help, I made it through. God bless that man's soul. If it wasn't for that help, I think the process would have went a lot differently. And before I left the resort, the owners gave me more than enough money for a ride back into the city. I was so happy and so grateful. The son loved my visor. I took it off my head and just gave it to him. My chauffeur, JR, he liked my Jordans, so I took them off my feet and gave them to him. I still wonder if he has those Jordans to this day. But man, the relief of that help was incredible. And I feel that's why God, my angels, and loved ones really are looking over me because I've been through some sticky ass situations, but it was that help that got me through. In the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verses 7 through 11, it reads, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. This verse speaks to me and it should speak to all of us really. 
It tells us that if we ask for something, we won't be denied. If we seek something with our whole being, it will come to us. And lastly, if we knock on the doors of our heart, they will open. This verse teaches us that when we ask the universe for something, it will respond. We just have to be patient and wait for the right moment. It also tells us that determined effort pays off in the end. Even if we don't find what we're looking for right away, if we keep looking, at some point our search will be rewarded. Finally, this verse reminds us to open ourselves up to new possibilities. We can ask for help from the universe, but if we don't let anything in, the help won't come. In order to make room for new things in our life, we must be willing to open the door. So let us remember this verse when times get tough and all hope seems lost. Ask, seek, and knock, and the answers will come to us. All we have to do is trust and have faith in that which lies beyond our immediate understanding. When your palms are facing outward, you're sending a message of openness and receptivity. You're effectively saying that you're ready and willing to listen, open to considering other perspectives, and that you're prepared to receive what's being offered. With your palms upward, you're implicitly communicating trustworthiness and credibility. You're welcoming collaboration and setting the atmosphere for genuine communication. That's my professional way of saying palms up, asking forward. A billion dollars! Just a year ago, when I was homeless, I was staying in motel rooms, doing sex work, and working a home improvement commission-only sales job. I knew I had to get stable, but it just seemed like it was taking forever. To get enough money stashed away for the apartment, I knew for sure I needed like six, seven Gs put away, and I barely had a third of that. And it's been four months now, me living like this, and I had enough. I figured I'll explain my situation to the right client who had the heart and the means to actually help me. I ended up telling one of my regulars who I've known for a few years about my situation and how I needed help. And to my surprise, he gave me the money to move in and pay my rent in full for the first few months until he disappeared. I don't know what happened to him, but I do hope he's okay. But it's because of me putting that out there and how embarrassing as it was, it was a relief to get even more help than what I even asked for. And I was able to move into my Culver City apartment. After that moment, y'all, I realized why the fuck haven't I asked for help sooner? Do you know I probably could have been found somebody to help me move in? My sex is amazing. There's men out here that would really give their last to help me just for a piece of this cat. So ever since then, and especially with these men, I have no shame for asking for help. Ask for what I want, asking for what I need. I am asking, asking, asking. I make sure I know what I'm asking for too. If I'm asking for something, I have a list of what I need, the cheapest price I can find that item for, and why I need that item. And shit, if you got credit cards, I'll even look into your credit card points award just to see if maybe these items can give you some points for that trip you know I want to go on. If you're facing tough times and struggling right now, which most of us are, inflation got our pockets in a chokehold, there is no reason for you to be wasting your time on someone who can't provide any meaningful resources and support towards your dreams. We all know that a relationship needs to be both emotionally and financially fulfilling in order to work out in the long run. Giving your heart away to someone is a big responsibility. You should have the confidence that they will make the right decisions and won't cause more harm than good, which is why it's important to select someone who can spot your potential and bring out the best in you. Broke men cannot afford tangible assistance or help you evolve. They cannot provide you with the emotional and financial security that you deserve. Money is an important part of a relationship, regardless of whether you have it or not. Someone who lacks the means to take care of his basic needs cannot be expected to take care of yours. A relationship should be a two-way street. 
Apart from money, investing in a partner who has nothing to offer than their time and energy will yield an unsatisfying result in the long run. It's important that your partner is intelligent, has a growth mindset, and is driven to open new doors for himself and for you. There's no point investing your precious energy in someone who is not interested in self-improvement or finding ways to make life better for the both of y'all. So resist the temptation for settling for someone who is unable to provide you with the stability and emotional connection that you need. Investing in a broke man could end up in being a costly detour, one that would take you away from your pathway to success. Instead, stick with a multi-dimensional partner who can second your motivation and help bring out the best in you. Well, all this being said, it is important, ladies, that we put ourselves on a pedestal in this trashy-ass dating world. That's right. As women, it is vital that we make sure we are taking care of ourselves and not compromising our values in the search of love. When it comes to dating, never settle. Don't think you have to lower your standards just because you're anxious to find someone. Make sure you're setting goals and standards that reflect who you are and what you want out of a relationship. Remember, you deserve to get the best out of any situation, so don't let anyone convince you otherwise. Also, don't forget to communicate to your partner how you want them to treat you. Speak up if they do something wrong or don't respect your boundaries. It's important to communicate early on in the relationship, setting your expectations and boundaries so that you and your partner can be on the same page. This will help build a healthy foundation and can ensure a healthy relationship. On the flip side though, it's equally important to invest in yourself and get to know yourself better. Self-love is an important part of any romantic relationship. So make sure you engage in activities that make you happy and fulfilled. Go ahead and indulge. Take yourself out on a date sometimes and treat yourself. Doing things like going to the spa, buying that new bag you've been wanting, or treating yourself to a little vacation are all things you can do to show yourself love. And yes, you can do these things on your own. If I'm single and it's Valentine's Day, I'm buying myself some nice things. I'm going on a vacation and showing myself all the love Fish, I deserve. I love Being you. able to do this for myself feels way more gratifying than having some man that I probably don't even like like that doing this for me. Overall, it's important to remember that when it comes to dating, it is always best to put yourself on a pedestal. Never sacrifice your mental health or settle for less than you deserve. Also, we gotta stop thinking we can change men. Only way a man is gonna change if he wants to change for himself. So stop thinking we can play Bob the Builder with these men and get you a man that's turnkey ready. Stop wasting valuable years of your time trying to build someone up. Instead, put that energy into yourself by pouring self-love into you, building your financial status, and always educating and bettering yourself. As you grow as a woman, you will have better pickings of men. Also, be clear in what you want out of a man from the jump. If he can't hold up to the pressure, let that man go. Period. Don't waste your time anymore. Finally, make sure not only yourself, but your partner as well are happy and mentally ready for a relationship. After all, a happy and healthy relationship starts with happy and healthy individuals. Now, if we out here not wasting time with these men, putting ourselves on pedestals, investing in ourselves with our palms up, asking for it, now you gotta ask yourself, queen, do I have a million dollar pussy? Are you fully hydrated to ensure your juices will overflow and stimulate it? Are you doing your kegels and doing exercises to strengthen your pelvic floor and increase stimulation? Is your pH balanced? I'm not a man, but 
I've had plenty of homeboys that have spoken very poorly on a woman with bad coochie. So I can only imagine if a man comes across this woman who knows her worth and he's here to serve the queen just to slot up in that box and is whack? That has to be disappointing. Bitch. There are so many things us as women can do to make sure when a man gets a hold of the prize, he gonna feel like he hit the jackpot and things should get very secured in your relationship. If a man has invested all this into you and it's time to get intimate and he smashes and leaves, I don't know, but you might need to take a double look down there and make sure your vagina health is on point. There are so many things you can do to make sure your vagina is healthy and happy. A happy, healthy vagina leads to happy, rich men that love to spin. The main important thing to having a healthy vagina is your pH balance in itself. Having a healthy pH balance in your vagina helps protect it from bacteria and infections. The key to having a pussy that smells just like water is having and maintaining a healthy pH. So if your coochie don't smell just like some Fiji water, you might need to do some things to get you back right. First, let's talk about the things that causes your pH to be thrown off. Antibiotics, scented soaps, dirty dicks, dirty fingers, menstrual cycles, excessively douching, having sex while your partner is dirty, wiping wrong, poor water intake and diet, etc. The list is endless on why our pH balances can be thrown off. The vagina is such a delicate place and I feel us women go so hard on our little coochies. And sometimes we need to chill. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> me hey, especially, because hey, 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 trust me, I'll go hard on this coochie too. Right. But did y'all know that antibiotics would give y'all the worst yeast infections ever? So whenever a doctor used to prescribe me for antibiotics, I used to always make them write me up for a yeast pill too. Now I just use boric acid suppository. Roaches! Yes, the same thing that kills roaches is the same thing us women is putting in our coochies. And it sounds crazy, but put one of those in you before you go to bed and take a shower the next morning, and I swear you will have the slickest, most non-smelling pussy ever. When you're in the shower, are we using that same scented dove to wash our intimate areas too? That is a no-no. Even though your intent is to get your vulva squeaky clean and smelling good, that scented soap gonna do a number on that pH. So instead, I recommend using the unscented soap. I like to use the Dr. Bronner's unscented baby soap. And I use that for my coochie only. I used to be big on Vagisil when I was younger and I was just trying to pop this coochie. But honestly, the more research I do, the more I see the vagina really can't take anything fragrant. So me personally, I'm against using scented products for my vagina, period. But if you prefer Vagisil soaps, by all means, that's your pussy. And what you do with your pussy is your business. I'm just telling you about what I do with mine. Have you ever had unprotected sex with a man and the next day you notice you got a yeast infection or BV even? Girl, I promise you, it came from that man and it is a huge red flag. If a man is throwing off your pH balance, then you need to leave him alone immediately. More than likely, he's probably messing with tons of women daily, unprotected, thick coming up in you. It's only a matter of time before that man dick ignite and catch fire. Said, oh Lord, and the Jesus last thing you fire. want is some burning D up in you. Hygiene of both parties is important. After a long day of sweating, peeing, shitting, and whatever, you finna end your day fucking somebody and not take no shower? Our bodies collect so much dirt that we don't even realize. You ever wash yourself in your private areas with a white rag and seeing dirt? You do not need that dirt getting inside of you during sex. I don't know an area that collects more dirt than a man's balls. I swear, men be like having some dirty ass balls sometimes and then be having a nerve talking about lick my balls too. No, they musty, hairy, dirty, and stank. Fuck out of here. So, fellas, if women are giving you head, but you're noticing an issue when it comes to hitting your balls, you might want to take a look down there and see what's going on. 
So stop letting men who shower once a week get inside you like that. Make sure both of y'all hygiene is on point and it will reduce the amount of yeast infections tremendously. Finally, and this is one of the most important parts in my opinion, and will also aid in making your juices taste better. So if you enjoy head, this one is especially for you because you are what you eat. 95% of pussy tasted bad out here. And that's why these men be out here not eating pussy because they traumatized. But the major reason why your pussy is tasting tart is because you probably ain't reaching your daily water intake. You drink your tequila daily and you eat fast food every day. That is a recipe for smelling and tasting like garbage. So instead of picking up that drink, why don't you have a tall glass of water? Instead of eating those sour gummy worms, why don't you eat a bowl of pineapple? You know what they say about that pineapple, right? Having your alkaline and acidic levels in check will not only give you amazing tasting juices, but also you will feel better, have more energy, and you will have an overall better bodily function. Today, we talked about how we must ask for what we want in our lives and trust the universe will provide us with what we need. But we must also accept help when it's given to us. No one is an island and it takes a village to get our goals accomplished. We must believe in ourselves and show ourselves compassion and tenderness. We must also learn to place ourselves on a pedestal to recognize our own worth and value and treat ourselves as we would treat others. Finally, we address why we must make sure we sitting on a million dollar pussy by taking care of our bodies and making sure our pH are neutral so we can be out here snatching souls and bankrolls. I hope I help you unlock some of your power today as a woman. And never forget, you are unstoppable, queen. And I challenge you all today to take a look within yourselves and find your power. Then follow some of this realness I gave you and watch the amazing things it will do. That ends today's show. Thank you for watching and hit me up. I want to hear all y'all stories and everything. Hit me up on my social media and follow me at The Pink Parlay and email me directly at bookings at thepinkparlay.com. Take care. I'll see y'all next time.